football, you feel just as good as anybody you play against. That, that's exactly. I mean, that's you what play. this podcast is about. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like the, that American stereotype of like, oh, you didn't go to a top D1 school, like yeah. hang out the boots. At, at yeah. 21, your, your career's over. And it's yeah. just so ridiculous. That's bad. I mean, what you guys are doing is just showing you, yeah. showing that bullshit. When we finally got down to something which the individual says he really wants to do, I will say to him, you do that and uh, forget the money. Uh, because if you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. Hey. Hey, bro. What's up, Akia? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Good, good. Long time no see. Um. Yeah, very long. I think I think we gotta just we get right into it because uh, yeah, there's a lot to, there's a lot to talk about, and I think it's uh, <laughs> just good conversation for the listeners. Um, nice. so yeah, we can start off. Um, so Akio, I met him in Mongolia. Um, long story short, is uh, you knew Fabian, and Fabian knew you, and uh, yeah. that's basically how I got to Mongolia. So thanks to you, I had that uh, crazy experience. On time yeah <laughs> um yeah once so in a lifetime. <laughs> once in a lifetime is right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah just to say the yeah, least yeah. um but yeah and then and then from there you've traveled you've you've played in many places uh we're definitely going to get into that today um and where are you right now uh i'm in singapore okay and you playing there still yeah 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 no i'm i'm coaching here i'm working as a coach here now so like okay. i'm a youth youth soccer coach in singapore nice um i i play like just like uh just amateurs you know right okay, now just okay. to keep in shape but i haven't played a game in like like months bro they've they've um they've stopped all like recreation sports team sports Damn. here only the pro league could play mm. and yeah, we've been only training and only allowed to train in groups of five. Wow. This entire time? Yeah. So for the last like six, seven months? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, for the last Damn. six, seven months, groups of five. Damn. And, yeah. and, and how is life in and, general? And, 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 and I just went to training tonight and we had someone come in to tell us like, hey, you need to stop training because you guys are like mixing, intermixing and stuff. So. Uh, that kind of pissed me off and i was just like oh this is this is dead like this is yeah so i mean dead. here at footwork we're here for you to vent <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah, so man. how's life been in singapore like how um, how is how has covid I, been this whole time since march uh you know at first singapore was doing really good like singapore was like everyone was looking at singapore for the yeah i remember that 
also like take take on COVID, and then March, let's say late March, April, everything just went downhill, and the cases just started racking up in like the thousands per day. Wow! And and the country went into like full lockdown, like for like I would say two and a half months. And what does full lockdown mean? Months up until like. Man, to be honest, man, the rules here are just a lot. So, you know, you want to, when I say full lockdown, it ain't much you can do. But uh, when during like that time, you would just go outside to work out. And then go back in. Like most, most, yeah, and go back in. And that was just most of the people like routine. They wanted everybody at home mostly and people who weren't at home and who like broke the rules and was hanging out and stuff got kicked out they got deported wow you know so or they got charged or they got fined so yeah it was it was it was serious like it would they took it really serious they still take it very serious here so yeah you got um i mean from march to now not much has changed i mean we're back outside we can Hang out in groups at five. We can go to dinner up until like ten. Um, alcohol. They stop serve alcohol at ten thirty. Um, like Damn. just just small rules like that. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like the country. It's not the same. You know, it's it's much more tighter, stricter. The measures. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you know the lifestyle. Yeah, it's. it's now it's like I that. saw that you play. Um, you said you play uh, amateur ball. Is it? Do you play on um, Singapore Football Club, is it called? Yeah, Singapore Football Club. Um, and, yeah, we play, like, in this league they call the Cosmo League. Mm. And uh, that's, that's, like, so this league is just mostly, like, expats, a uh, bunch of guys, mostly, like, European dudes. And, you know, a, a lot of dudes had, who, like, played before, like, at a, at a, at a decent level. So mm. the levels is not that bad, you know? Like, uh, you go out there on a, on a Saturday when before COVID, and it, it would be, like, a fair, a fair game, you know? Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. I, um, I was looking at the roster, and I actually know a guy. I wonder if he was playing. It, maybe you guys were playing at the same time. So his name's Ross Macklin. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I know he's, Ross, yeah. He's a U.S. guy, so I, I played with him way back. Of, well, not way back, but a couple of years ago, he was involved in a, in a stockade team with me. And then, Sean, he actually was the assistant coach for Vassar and played at Vassar. When we were there, wow, he was what a coach. Coach. And he's in Singapore now. And he's in Singapore <laughs> playing with Akil, man. It's a small world. Wow. Yeah, very small, man. That's, that's dope, man. Nice. That's Amazing. Crazy. Well, before, when we start this out, I, I have a very, you know, I got to know, Akil, have you, because Sean talked about this on, on earlier podcasts, but have you yeah. ever had like a, a hairy Tsuvin experience like Sean in Mongolia? Like, like what? <laughs> the hairy Tsuvin? Oh, like the, like finding here in the, food? Not, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like the, those flour noodles? Oh, oh. Yeah, man. Like, oh, that the food there is none to talk about, man. Like, oh, it's so. So bad. you don't have a favorite? You don't it's have a favorite so Mongolian bad. food? No, I, I I don't have a favorite Mongolian dish. It would be like, 
<laughs> I don't miss the food there at all, man. Like <laughs> it was odd, but the the dish that um the dish that Sean is talking about, like it's pretty popular amongst like Mongolians. That's like it's a pretty popular dish. It's pretty in, popular you know, to have. Is it pretty popular to have hair in it too, or is that? Uh, it's pro- it's pretty popular to have hair in any type of food there. Like oh man, uh, the 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 customer service, the everything there. It's oh it's man, different. how to describe? It's, it's difficult. Different. You can't describe <laughs> it. Yeah, it's just one of them things. It's just one of them things. I feel like you gotta just go and just experience it. Yeah, you know. So- a so lot of that, people ask when, me like a lot of people ask me like what was it like living in Mongolia? And not many words come to mind, but wild, different, um <laughs> you know hairy. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that too, you know. So Yeah, yeah I mean know. I remember Akio, so when I when Fabian, you know, uh, helped out with the contract and connected me to the to Horomhan through you, I remember I, you know, of course I searched Mongolia and lifestyle and stuff and you can't find anything on the internet. And he connected me mm. with you and I gave you a call and you said yeah. that you're like, you know, they have, you know, the supermarkets here, they have everything. He's like, yeah. you said you like, you just gotta, you just gotta come man. Like, it's going to be very unique, but I can't really explain yeah. to you how it is. Like, it's just, it's yeah. just different. Yeah. And you're so right. You get there and it's right. like nothing, <laughs> nothing is the same. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing is the same. You get basically all the, right. the food at the supermarket, but, but, but life is just different. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I mean, it's crazy that you just they just drop you in there. Like you it's no like it's no like guidance. It's no like not no one to just like walk you through step yeah. by step. You just you just dropped in there with all the shots, and you just gotta swim. Man. Yeah, the literally. Like, that's that's basically what it is. Here's your apartment. Here's you the know? keys. See see you in a few days, and then you just yeah, you figure it see out. You. Man, it's that's wild. funny. All right, well, exactly. how how did we get there though? Like Akil, you're so you you were born in Trinidad into in Tobago, and then you moved to the U.S. So so like, give us a little background. What what you know? How did we get to Mongolia? So, uh, my, yeah, I born in Trinidad, grew up in Trinidad, and then um, came to the U.S. on a on a like soccer scholarship. Played at a played at a Division two college in um, in in Bridgeport, Connecticut, mm-hmm. uh, University University of Bridgeport, and yeah, just uh, four years at college. Probably just like you guys, man. Played played college football, and then was just like, "What's next?" You know. And and after after that, I wasn't satisfied with just like finishing. Like that was that going working on nine to five. So me and my roommate decided, like, "Yeah, what? We're gonna give it like maybe two years. We're gonna just train, search, look our own network." And, you know, try to find somewhere to play, try to extend this, like, this run, you know. And, um, um, yeah, my roommate, he was fortunate enough to come out to um, Singapore. He came to Singapore 
and he pl he played in Singapore. And when he got out here, he just like shoot me a call and was like, hey, just come, just come, just come to like come to Asia, come to Singapore. And yeah, no questions asked. I just yeah, I jumped in a plane like in like less than like a week, and I just flew out to Singapore to see what you know like. You know, just for opportunity's sake. I didn't have, I didn't had a, a, like a trial lined up. He was just like, hey, there's an opportunity here possibly that, yo, you could try to make a team here. They're looking for players. It wasn't like nothing like formal, like an agent said, hey, come or anything like that. It was just my best friend just like reached out to me and was like, hey, come out here. Wow. And uh, yeah, and I just got to Singapore. And then just going to Singapore, it just opened up a whole new like network of just like people and um, yeah, people, players, agents, just a whole view on like the game itself. Like, it's just like, wow, I didn't know like the game was being played in this parts of the world like this, you know? And, and then um, I met this dude I wanted to play in Singapore, but it didn't work out. So I met this dude named, uh, an uh, agent named Brian. And he, he was like a local Singaporean agent. And uh, he was like, hey, man, I want to work with you. But there's no opportunities here in Singapore right now. But I got, I got a place called Mongolia. Hey. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Mongolia? I was like, okay. Um, so now I'm on the next side of the world. I don't have anything going on in Singapore and I, and I, and honestly, I, I don't want to go back. I don't want to like go back. So what you do, you go next You've step gone forward. forward. Yeah. And yeah. That was yeah. Mongolia. That was Mongolia at the time. So, so I, yeah, I took that opportunity and um, yeah. And, just, and then from there, <laughs> and then from there, I just, yeah, I, um, so I, I played in Mongolia a couple of different occasions, mm -hmm. though. Different occasions. I left, I went back, I left, mm -hmm. I went back. So, but that first time kind of opened the door for me, like able to like go there and probably able to like open that door for Sean also. So yeah, that was that first time that taking that opportunity, you know. Now, before we get into like kind of, I mean, I, I from Transfermark, I kind of know where you went and so on. But what was the first, mm. what was your first experience like in Mongolia? Because you didn't know anyone. Like I, I was able to call you. I spoke to Austin yeah. as well, who was a, another American on yeah. your team um, yeah. beforehand. Yeah. So I kind of had a little bit of a feeling. But yeah. I mean, you just have this guy, Brian. Shout out, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what yeah. are you, my, when you my, get there? My first, time in, <laughs> my first time in Mongolia was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it was a nightmare. <laughs> Please explain. I, I have a word to describe that. It's, it was there. Yeah, was a nightmare. Like the the just the club, the housing, the the yeah. It was their first time taking on foreign players, and was this Haraman? Yeah, this was Haraman also. This was their first okay. time like bringing in foreign players, and they brought five of us, right? And they stuck five of us in that in that tiny apartment. The same one I and lived in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> same one that you lived in. They stuck five of us in that. Wow. Yeah. So that was 
uh, that was our experience. And also just adjusting to like the culture and not, no one could speak English at the time. And the food, you know, the people, <laughs> wow, man. I, I, yeah, I, I was, I was way out of my depth, but uh-huh. that really shaped, it really shaped me like who I've become that first experience. Yeah, it seems like quite a first challenge. I mean, you know, not knowing anyone and then the club is not setting it up the way you kind of probably thought it out in your head. Like mm-hmm. that that kind of, that can shape some people. Like after that, did you feel like, did you ever second guess or did you feel like, no, nah, I just got to keep my head on and keep moving forward? Yeah, well, you know, just for me personally, I kind of put it in my head like, hey, I have a plan. Like, I'm going here because I, I need to play. Like, I just need to play. I need to just continue playing. So my plan was just basically bust this, like, do the season out, like, get the season out of the way, and then hopefully this agent could have something ready for me when um, I'm done. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want, like, any distractions. I don't want anything to just get in the way of that. So I really had to, like, suck it up, like, just really suck it up. I, I mean, I complain a lot, though, but who wouldn't, you know, in, in a situation like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, my plan was just to just get through that and then hopefully better will, better will come in the future. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and that was just, that was, that was the sacrifice then, back then. So and then you um so you you did one season yeah. with Horam Han and then you came back for another season one after another so yeah I after that one season no 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 like no after that one season I left and I went to Australia I played in Australia for like two years yeah, okay after that one season but that I was a bit that was a bit different huh went to yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a, a, a way better experience in terms of just like lifestyle and, you know, just and in the football also, you know. Um, and you I were in Adelaide? Out, yeah, I was in Adelaide. Mm. Yeah, South Australia. I played in the, uh, the NPL down there. Uh, first year I played for Adelaide Cobras and the second year I played for uh, Salisbury United. So... Way, way better experience, you know, I mean, different challenges, but overall, I feel like the experience was way better for just like anyone leaving home and living in a foreign country. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's way more, you can get into it a bit more. I mean, it's the the language also, Mm -hmm. the food, the people, the lifestyle, it's, it's, it's way more to me than compared to Mongolia, like, you know, so. I bet. And, um, and how did you leverage that and to get into Australia from Mongolia, just from, from people you met? Did you know someone there or? Um, so the same agent, the same agent oh, okay. that I was working with. He, um, he got me into Australia after Mongolia, which was, which, which was good, which was mm-hmm. good at the time, yeah. And then, and then after Australia, where did you go next? 
back to Mongolia? Um, after, yeah, I went back to Mongolia for like half a season and then I went to El Salvador. Okay. Yeah. And was that yeah. the half a season in Mongolia, if I remember correctly, you guys qualified for AFC Cup, right? Yeah, they, yeah, they qualified Which for is, the AFC they Cup. Play, I remember I, I watched the game against... Uh, they played in Bhutan, which I'd never heard yeah. of before. Even yeah, more of a where is that than Mongolia. Yeah. With the yeah. and the stadium for everyone out there, we'll we'll add this in. Um the stadium is sick. Like yeah. it just it I mean Bhutan, yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like a crazy looking stadium. But so you didn't want to yeah. play with them in the AFC Cup. So yeah, I mean I had a falling out with with um with <laughs> <laughs> with the big boss you know the yeah, big with, boss with big man yeah, yeah i had a big falling out with him and at the time and then it, it's funny because when i had that falling out with him something else opened up and it just made an excuse for me just like okay like i'm just gonna leave mm. like, were you in the right. did you play the first half of the season or the second half the first half first half gotcha the, so in between that break the first half and the second half that's when they went to afc cup in bhutan and that's uh, when I, I left and i went to el salvador i see i see i see yeah. but you theoretically could have played in that if you stayed yeah 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 if i i could have played in that cup um if i stayed but i mean you you you've experienced oh i get it i get it i'm sure there is a i'm sure there was a real reason why you left (laughs) i had a real reason i had a real reason i was yeah at my end and i was like okay i'm just gonna leave you know so So then i mean then you go literally on the other side of the world they'll seriously yeah we're going all over the map (laughs) yeah how how did you get there Oh, uh, this was uh, through our next contact. This was uh, through a friend and our next agent that I was like working with, talking to on the side, and yeah, and they, they, um, you know, in football, like I feel like only in football I've experienced this. Like foot in football, sometimes opportunities just come up. It just it t- things just come up at the yeah. like at some real strange time and and then i mean this came up at a time where i was like should i stay in mongolia should i play this afc cup game you know? and mm-hmm. i was just like okay this came up this is a total different experience why not and i i, I went for this you know this was a different challenge you sure. know um yeah and i i yeah, no regrets, man. I loved it over there until just like the football and the people, the fans, like the passion. Oh, I bet, it's, in, I bet it's, it's intense over there. I mean, soccer is, football is life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They love it. They love it, man. And it, it, you know, like, I mean, playing in an environment where like people just appreciate the game and stuff, it just makes you feel much more like valued as a footballer, you know, so, mm. you know, like they would take it, they would take losses serious, you know, especially yeah. to like rival teams. Like I remember once, one time we lost and like the police had to come on the field to get us off. The, the Damn. Upset. It was that type of like environment over there. So, 
I mean, in parts of the world, people take football serious, man. So, and yeah, I was fortunate enough to like experience something like that. And it was, it was, it was good. You know, it was a surreal experience. Yeah. And how long were you in El Salvador for? I spent, uh, I spent a year there. Yeah. A year. Spent a year. And how is, how is adjusting? How is adjusting to the culture there? I mean, after being in Mongolia, it, it made it easy. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. exactly yeah, what I say to it's everybody. Like, it's like ripping off the band-aid. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, like, I mean, I the language, Spanish, I was practicing Spanish before I got there. And somehow when I got there, like eventually I was speaking Spanish. Like I started speaking Spanish and got into the culture, you know, and the people, the people are nice people. They're friendly. They want to help you. You know, I mean, on the, on the flip side of it, it's a very dangerous country, but mm -hmm. um, where I stayed and stuff, like it was pretty safe for us and stuff, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 way more easier to like live there, I would say, you know. Sure, yeah. sure, yeah. Also, and the they, language, they like the, you said, they use the U.S. dollar over there, also. Oh wow! Okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, and I'm sure money goes a long way there. I mean, Mongolia goes a very long way, but El Salvador, I would imagine, it's the same thing. Yeah, man. Yeah, it does. The money. Is it, money. Is it more or less than Mongolia? Or it's about the same. Um, it's it's a bit more. It's a bit okay. more. Wow. A bit more. And did you feel like you know, like you couldn't really go out into the city? You said it was like a dangerous place. So did you kind of have to watch when you went out, or like were you kind of confined um, to your spot with the team? So where I stayed, I stayed in this small little city called well, not city like a town called Awachupan. And that's mm. like closer to the Guatemalan border. Okay. Uh, so that that little tongue, they say coincidentally, it was like this one of the safest places to live in in El Salvador. Mm. So it's nice. Yeah, yeah, which was good. Like I felt very safe walking around, and and everyone in that tongue knew who I was. Like you know, because you know, every because everyone comes out on a on a Sunday mm -hmm. afternoon to watch that the games and stuff. They support the team. So, I mean, being a footballer in a, in a town like that, you, you feel very, like, you feel very welcome, mm. you know? So, but in terms of just going to, like, the capital, San, like San Salvador and stuff, like, nah, I couldn't do that myself. Yeah, yeah. I think that big there is where like all the like crime is and everyone is, you know, so they, people would advise me like, Hey, like you shouldn't go out there by yourself or you maybe go with someone that, you know, who knows it. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Totally understand. And when you go to these places, like, you know, Sean and I, we like to just go out and, you know, adventure and discover Were you, especially like in El Salvador, Guatemala, and you know, these countries down there, Belize, like, were you able mm. to go around and see a lot of things or? I uh, in unfortunately I I saw a lot of the country with 
my team, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. by myself. I, I saw it like um, just because a lot of the games you have to travel within the country, which was pretty dope. Like, so you, I mean, El Salvador is, it's, it's really like a mountainous like country. And, you know, so you're traveling just through like, you know, just real scenic places. But um, yeah, most of that I would see with my team. I can, I, I didn't see it by myself. Yeah, it's, mm. it's, it's a big risk to, to travel out there by yourself, man. You know, so yeah. Bet, I bet. So you only stayed there for a year, though, and it sounded like you really enjoyed it. So, so was it something, you know, you wanted a new adventure or, you know, you moved on um, from there after a year, right? Yeah, I, I got injured. Mm. I got injured and I, um, I had to take a break. My injury was, I had like a abductor injury, which was really, really bad. And I was out for like about a month, two months. Um, so, and, and then, so when I left, I went to Trinidad because yeah, Trinidad in that region. I went back to Trinidad, was just spending time home with, with the fam, wasn't really playing any football. And I mean, the guy who, the agent who helped me to get into El Salvador, he wanted me to go back, but, um, with the same team, you know, but I, I just how my injury was and all that. I just, I, I didn't, I didn't go back. I, I, I chose to just like chill, spend some time because doing all that traveling, I didn't like, I wasn't home for years. I wasn't mm-hmm. like home in Trinidad for like a couple of years. And so I took advantage of that opportunity, spent some time with the family for a couple of months. And then I hit the road again and I went back to Asia. Wow. Props to you though, man. Like after all those years spending abroad and you come home and you, you spend some time with the fam and stuff, like it's gotta be so hard to leave again now. Or were you like itching to go get that next contract? It, a better boat actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I remember it, like a better boat. It was just like nice. Nice feeling, be home, spend that long time. But then, you know, when you're on the road and you're playing and it's, it's, it's something, it's, it's, it's become a part of you. So yeah, you nothing compares. Yeah, nothing compares to that. So, you know, um, it's, it's so a part of you. So you, at that time, I felt like, okay, I spent enough time. Now it's time to like head back out. Sure. Right. Now, be, before yeah. we go on to uh, you moving back to Asia, you know, so that was a span of four to five years. You know, what, mm. what's some advice that you would give someone that's traveling around in a foreign country? I mean, that's not, it's not an easy thing to do. And you did it back to back. You know, here mm. we're, we're often going back to the U.S., you know, every six months, year, recoup, and then you're back at it. But you were just going from one to yeah. another. Um, what did you find that really helped you able to do that? Um... Honestly, man, just, just like, I think my like sheer will just, I, I wanted to like, I wanted to get the most out of every like situation, get the most out of every opportunity because I mean, coming from, coming from like 
like I would say like where we coming from, you guys are like doing amazing. It's just to just to pause to go on you guys. You guys are doing amazing. And like the level you guys are playing right now, like you guys just like put yourself in a different like stratosphere in terms of just what really achieve for guys who've just like didn't play like probably D1 soccer, didn't get like an MLS draft. Like you guys changed that whole narrative. But just going back to me now, like me, like I didn't have that much opportunity, you know, like, so when I did get an opportunity, I'm just like, yo, I'm going to make the most of all opportunities, you know? So I just wanted more, you know, like one opportunity come, okay, what's the next one? Yeah. And, you know, and it's just, it's just that way, that will, that hunger, you know, just to want it, you know, at any mm. level, you know, you want mm. to like experience it, you know. So, um, you know, and yeah, I, I, I'm sure you guys could, could, could tell a million stories about how like you, you've worked your way into the, the position and, 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 and some of the stuff that you guys are doing now in your careers, sure. man. Yeah, we got, I mean, all of us, we have very similar stories, but that, that mindset, man, I love it. It's just like, you know, I got to keep moving. What's the next opportunity? Do you feel like that was something that you kind of grew up with or something that you kind of found and kind of forced yourself into when you were on the road? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I, I well, I grew up with that mentality, mm -hmm. but when you're on the road, that's gonna, it's, you're gonna get tests. That's the test, yeah, yeah for sure. You're gonna test, you're gonna yeah. get tests to the like limit. Like you, like sometimes you're like, yo, you think you're strong, you think you're like, you're built for this, but then some things happen that mm. really gonna push you to that limit and make you ask yourself, am I built for this? And I felt like I've, I've, ex I've been pushed to my limit, to my extent, where to the point where I, thought about like you know saying all right this is not for me many times yeah. many many times and yeah i'm just happy that like i continue to to just do it man like mm. and you know it's i had more f fulfillment in the journey more fulfillment in right. the journey love that bro do you want to take over the podcast for us you're killing it <laughs> i got i've <laughs> I got nothing left here. Have the mic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no, all about the journey. You're right. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah. going back to you being pushed to your limits. I mean, the old the old country of Mongolia will do that to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real, for real. I would and, love for 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 Dylan to just go. Oh, out there I I've sold it to him. I've I've said to many day. friends here. I want to take them, like some good friends yeah. I have here in Germany and Hamburg. And we go play for like Horomhan for a year together. Yeah. You know, yeah. I like, I can't explain. I cannot explain how it is. Like the training facilities, mm. the like, just, you have the kids running around on the training field. <laughs> you, <laughs> dudes are getting just changed straight in front of everyone's wives. It's like, what is going and, on? And with Horomhan, they just come pick you up. They don't <laughs> even tell you about this training. We don't know what time training is. I, I could be at somewhere. They call me and say, hey, like, they're not in English, but it's like, I'm here. It's like, I'm here. Yeah. Got to run back to the apartment, get my stuff and go. And it's just like, there's no you didn't, organization. Wait, wait, am I hearing this right? So you didn't have a training schedule really? Or oh, no, like, no, no. Some no. days they just. Some, sometimes, sometimes you knew, but mm. sometimes 
I would just be like, I don't know, out in that cafe, just walking around with Nigel. And we get a call yeah. like, where are you? We're, we're at the apartment. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? We're on the other side of the See, city. <laughs> it's crazy that like you went there like after me and this, like it hasn't changed. It Nothing. hasn't changed. Nothing. It's the same behavior, same type of like. I, I, can, I bet that your story, that the reason you left, I probably, Nigel or I, would, it's the same thing with him, with Big Man. Yeah. I, yeah. I bet. I bet. The same. Yeah, Big Man. Big Man, I mean, for your listeners, oh, Big Man is just like, he is, oh my God. He's is he the owner bully. or is he the coach? Or? So, so yeah, he, he's, his... the, he's the owner. Mm. Slash so his coach, yeah. slash manager. Slash <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, but what makes it a funny dynamic is his wife. His wife works for like the British Embassy, so she can speak English pretty well. Okay. Um, the husband, big man, doesn't speak any English, and he runs the club. Like he runs the youth academy. He runs the. He just does everything for the club. He sells the concession but, then, too. He sells the like sells the, the hot wife. dogs and the. No, he's selling Suvin on the side of Suvin without hair. Um, (laughs) But the wife is like the the breadwinner. She's like financing the club, essentially. Oh, okay. Word. So whenever whenever you have an issue, you need to message her because she speaks English. But it's just like a crazy dynamic trying to get in contact. And then there's oh it's always an issue. There's always an issue with everything. But it's uh yeah, it's pretty it's, it's pretty funny. Akil, you there? I think I feel like that probably like shaped everything now for you, man. Like, you know, it's just like that place. You experienced that and it was just like, yo, I'm not going back there. Yeah. But that probably made you into like 10 times stronger, you know what I mean? Like in terms of just like your mentality. Yeah, so one. For sure. I mean, I learned so yeah. much there. And Fabian, Fabian taught me a lot with my stint in Portugal before I went there. Um, you know, and yeah. I briefly talking about that. And he just said, like, you know, nothing is going to be handed to you. Like, I basically got played in yeah. Portugal, wasted a ton of money, a ton of time. And thankfully, I had the thing in Mongolia afterwards. Yeah. But, like, just it's a dirty business. And, like, yeah. it's just not going to go your way. So I said, okay, I'm going to go to Mongolia for five months this season. And then I'm going to go to yeah. Europe. Like that was the plan from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And nice. I went into Mongolia with such open arms. Like my expectations were nothing. So when I got there and we had right. a, a normal apartment with like a toilet and a shower and a kitchen, I was like, all right, this is, this yeah. is so much better than I thought it was going to be. Whereas the two other Americans, yeah. not Nigel, but the other guys, I don't know what they expected. Yeah, yeah. But from the first second, it was complaining. And I was like, we're yeah, in Mongolia. Yeah. Like what, do you, what were you thinking we're going to have, you know? And then, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, it's just when you come to Germany and like there were some hardships here, sure, but it's like a piece of cake. It's like yes. not even, yeah, you can't yeah, even yeah. compare the two, you know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, before we go on, hold that thought. So we're going to take a quick water break, everyone, because uh, Zoom free Zoom, <laughs> only Zoom gives free us 40 <laughs> minute sessions. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to get some uh, coconut water in. Gatorade, maybe some Suvin, and we're gonna come back. <laughs> All right, we back, we back. Can you hear us? Yeah, yeah. I'm... All right, okay, second so, uh, second half, we're starting out. I hope everyone's hydrated now. Akil, 
I got to show you a video. So this was uh, this is from a team barbecue where, you know, we go out, we eat uh, horse, horse, horse hog, whatever that is, you know, with the yeah. carrots, stones yeah. and meat. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> I know this is a moment for you guys, but I'm interested and the listeners are interested. Please tell me what this meal so, is. So real quickly, they have like a pressure cooker. Okay. They have a ton of meat. It's lamb, I believe, right? Or mutton. And Not they put soon. it in this thing with uh, onions, potatoes, carrots. Also. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> it might be a dog. And then they put rocks. They get like rocks from the river and they put it in the pressure cooker with everything. And you cook yeah. it and then you eat it. Um, yeah. But anyway, during this, they get lit. Like they're drinking <laughs> vodka like no other. Yeah. And here I got the big man, <laughs> the big man from the club singing a tune. He has an incredible voice, believe it or not. I don't know if you've ever heard this, Akil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is sing. Nigel here singing. So here we go. Everyone watch this. Oh, love this. <laughs> so this is the big Yo. man. Wow. That is the Yo, big man. You know, they they have this. Um, Have you ever been to see like they throat sing when they do the throat singing? Like the traditional Mongolian music? Yeah, yeah, the traditional Mongolian like throat singing. They yeah, pretty amazing, man. So you know, you know who actually can do that. You know Tim. Remember Tim? Yeah. Yeah, his his mom and grandmother can do that because his oh. his mother his dad's American, but his mother is uh, from Mongolia, and oh, she yeah. they live in America, but she can sing like that. I need. I feel like I need an attempt from both of you. I need like I need oh. to hear <laughs> what this <laughs> is like. It's, I mean, it's like what he was just doing, but it's like, but it's like coming from your throat. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, it's like right down here. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you honestly, you have to be, it's like a DNA thing. Like we don't have it. Just, yeah, we don't have ah, it. Okay. So this is all genetics. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that comes with riding horses at the age of one. Yeah. Just some people. Yeah. Okay. Some people are born Genghis with Khan that. <laughs> it's, too, it's too far down the line for us. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, there's the big man. So, so um, before before the break, uh, you mentioned you didn't want to go back to El Salvador. You were going to yeah. go back to Asia. Where did you wind up going back to? Uh, so I came back out to Singapore. Uh, by that time, I like I I met my my girlfriend out here. So I just came out here, spent some time again in Singapore, and then. From Singapore, I went back to Mongolia. Yeah, yeah. And, I went and to Mongolia in well, I was twenty sixteen. Yep. Yes. 20, yeah. Summer twenty sixteen. Spring summer yeah. twenty sixteen. And you played for Horamhan again. Yeah, I played for Horamhan. That so you was made, my made truce with the big man. Season. Yeah, yeah. We made up play our full season with with Horamhan, and um. Yeah, it wasn't our bad season. We finished third in the league. We went to like the cup final, I think, or cup semifinal. Mm-hmm. Wasn't wasn't it was our good season because now the for me at least the the facilities the you know all that it had improved. Now they were they were video recording the the league. You could watch over the games. The games mm-hmm. was coming on live TV. So a couple at a time, couple things, couple of improvements 
to the league and stuff. So I think it was, and me also being there before, know, knowing the culture, knowing the, um, the people, mm-hmm. I, I think I adjusted like really quick. Like, sure. You know, mm. I you feel like, what to expect. yeah. You feel like each time you went back to Mongolia, you kind of just like felt a little more like home. Like you were, you were able to just, yeah. It was it was cool. I felt, I felt Mongolian. <laughs> <laughs> you felt Mongolian. I felt Mongolian. You, I felt like you, I was one of them every time I was there, like going back. Because it's like, wow. Can you speak you any Mongolian? Have, I mean, not now, but when I was there, of course, I was speaking Mongolian. I I knew enough to get around. Could you give uh, us? Could enough. you give us like um, you know, just a basic thing like hi, how are you, or anything like I don't know. Hi, it's uh, San Sembano, Sembano, uh, and Sembeno. then uh, how you say thank you again? Baisla. Baisla. What is that? What is that middle part? Yeah, it's, it's an R, yeah, it's but it's that, the, that's that's what we're talking about. That sounds like a lisp. So yeah. it's <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> this is this is, a, this is kind of a funny thing. It does. And like you spell it B A Y R in, in in English alphabet letters B A Y R L A L A, but like that R is literally like a, yeah. and like you just like I just say bikla like Shio, it's kind of like a <laughs> it, but, it really does dad, sound like you're honking a loogie. My my dad would say it sounds it sounds like uh, it sounds like they're talking with like marbles in their mouth because like <laughs> yeah. it's it's like very deep with the throat some of the ah, sounds. Mm-hmm. And yep. you just, I mean, we try to say it, but like, obviously we sound ridiculous to them. I'm sure to us, you yeah. know, they know what we're saying, but like, it's kind of like, I mean, even in German, you have a little bit of that with the R where we don't say it correctly. Like Spanish is easier because it's like you roll your tongue, but it's the same thing. It's just like a yeah. different sound. I, you know, <laughs> I didn't you master guys, it in five months. You guys sp- speak German? Yeah, I've learned. Sean speaks a lot better than me, but just, you know, just a little for me. Nice, nice. There's important. one, like, I mean, like, you know, I mean, even in Mongolia, like you, it's important. So, I mean, I'd love to hear your take on it. I think that even in Mongolia, it's important to learn, you know, football and communication is easy. You pick that up quickly, even in Mongolian. But then, like, if you try to speak Mongolian and you're always asking people to like words, even teammates, I find that you earn a lot of respect from them. Even if they don't continue to speak in their language, they just have more respect for you as just a person, you know? And I found like some of the kids on on our team that left from the get-go, they were just kind of disrespecting the culture, I felt. And because of that, the teammates never liked them. Mm. Yeah, And I think that makes a huge difference, in my opinion, of being around different places. Yeah, How do you feel about that? No, definitely. I think it's just like any... Anywhere you go, I feel like you got to you got to in, indulge in the culture first mm-hmm. thing first. Got to indulge, and um, one of the biggest things that in Mongolia you need to indulge is, is the language. The language is it's it's actually the key to opening that that country for you as a foreigner. If you can get into the language, maybe at least some words. You're trying, make an effort every day, and you're just using the language. The it it would make that experience probably ten times better for you. Yeah. Um, mm. 
and and in terms in terms of the culture sorry in terms of the culture i feel like yeah you you their culture is very strong and it's very rich you mm-hmm. know and if you study their, their their people with a lot of pride because they conquered the world right yeah they they conquered they at one point in time they they ruled the world and they still believe that a lot of their people has uh uh Genghis Khan's blood yeah you know yeah. um and i felt like i heard it from people as well but like in america we have like bear a lot of patriotism as americans and like mm. in other places they don't other countries don't really have that but mongolia mm. i feel is even stronger than the american patriotism mm. Like they're yeah. extremely proud. Do you see a lot of, of Mongolian flags flag. and stuff like this yeah. around? Or okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not it's not that it's, type of preacher. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's not, not like it's different. It's like an internal thing. Yeah, it's like it's like it's very very pure. Like I'm almost. Mongolian. Like I'm Mongolian, yeah. and I could you know I'm I'm strong. I'm yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah, did that make it like, did that make it tough for you guys you know like you come into a place that's so proud of who they are they're probably proud of their you know their domestic players does that make mm-hmm. it even harder as a foreigner mm-hmm. I, sometimes 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 because yeah. i think sometimes the attitude comes off a bit too stubborn like mm-hmm. almost arrogant so mm-hmm. It's hard sometimes to communicate. It's hard sometimes to 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 show reasoning. Reasoning. Mm. That's the that's the big thing there. I think yeah. in their culture, because of how like full and strong and prideful people they are, they lack a lot of reasoning, a lot of yeah. like logic, lots of reasoning, and they they come off a bit are like arrogant in mm, in. Yeah living amongst them so it makes it a bit difficult you know yeah but i feel like that's that's definitely one thing that i I've, i think i've spoken about this in the podcast but i tell people is that i feel like they they can sometimes let their emotions this is totally generalizing but they let their emotions mm. control them too much mm. um, and it's a very aggressive culture you could say yeah you know, yeah classic bird, yeah like what's wrong yeah. with you? What's wrong? Yeah. It's like it it can escalate really quickly, and it's like you yeah. just solve everything with a like an argument, okay. yelling, you know, where it's not yeah. like just talk it out. It's just like it goes from zero to a hundred instantly, yeah. and that's just how it is. And then afterwards you move on. But it's like it's like that pride and mentality and almost the ego mm-hmm. thing, where mm-hmm. it's like they got to show that they're strong. Yeah, and it's just it's, it's just how it, it is. No, no disrespect, but it's it's almost barbaric how they yeah. solve things. Yeah, it is. They, it is. They solve way. things very like, like you know. Okay, let's just fight. It's yeah. like an alpha. Who's the alpha? Yeah. yeah. Assert your dominance, and then we'll go back exactly. to the to the. Yeah. I mean, it it's it's like exactly. a Genghis wow. Khan culture. If you could, exactly. if you would think of how are people in Genghis Khan time, it's that's how they would be. Of course, it's not so extreme, but it still is there and they're incredibly proud of who he is. I mean, yeah. there's statues everywhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's he's a, real, he's a he's, strong he's, point he's of where it comes. Part. He's a God, huh? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's God. Is he on the money? He's on the money. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he is he's the everywhere. money. There's no, there's no escaping. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's crazy. No, you're not going to lose that culture there. I think I just, I was so fascinated by the whole thing. I mean, I, I am so happy. I mean, really thanks to you, Akil, that I went there. Like I couldn't, like, I just, you're one of the few people that could say, you know, I played, I lived in Mongolia and I played professional football in Mongolia. Not only did I live there, but like I played in the Mongolian Premier League. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and you're, you're a veteran. I think you're one of the few. He's a legend. Yeah. He's a legend in that league. <laughs> really? When he you is. showed up, when you showed up, I felt like, oh man, I'm a veteran here, man. Like, when you were there, I was just like, shit, I've been here too long. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I mean, for me, for me, I it was something different. Everybody who's there has a different reason, and for me, I had like, I had many different reasons. But like, for me, at one point in time. Um, yeah, I, I kind of just got used to it. Mm-hmm. At one point in time, I was just like used to it. Like, okay, I can do this. I'm just here to play, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's, and that's just what it was. And I just left it like that. I, Cause I knew at the end of the day, like, yo, my reason for, I knew my reason why I was there, you know? Sure. Once I'm fulfilling that reason, then everything is okay. Sure. everything like that. that yeah everything i don't need to worry about yeah that's yeah. just that's just noise everything else is just noise you're there for yeah for a purpose exactly yep yep now i want to come yeah. way back because i didn't actually know this so you played you played four years in, in in college in america how was that coming from from trinidad to to america and especially like the college experience um yeah, for the first year in college football for me was rough in terms of like the physical demands of the game mm-hmm. in college football. Yeah. College football, coming from Trinidad to college football, it was fast. Mm. The game was very fast, very at 90 miles per hour, direct. <laughs> Kids are way stronger, like physically mm. faster, like. You know, you know, the ball is played in the air a lot. Um, so I had a, a rough freshman year adjusting to the game in, in the U.S. soccer. Like, but um, the summer after that, I, yeah, I worked really hard, like, that summer, like, in the gym, just, like, doing a lot of physical work on my, like, like myself, on my game. And then I feel like I adjusted mm. into the, the, the game. Yeah. I see a lot of similarities from like the college to the Mongolia to, you know, all these different opportunities you had was like, it was tough at first, but yeah. you kind of have mentality like I'm here for a reason yeah. and you're able to get over that like initial really tough hump. And then it's, yeah. like, I'm comfortable here. Now let me play. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> like my, my, my girlfriend always jokes on me, like, she always tells me I get it kind of late, you know, like, which is true within my whole, I get things, I need time to adjust. I need mm-hmm. time to like, adjust to things. Like, it doesn't really hit me until late. Like, so I think with, with especially with footballers, like, like certain footballers, even at the top, like top level, they need time. Mm-hmm. You need time. You need time within probably our new team, within our new environment. 
And I think with that, with, for me, I need a time in certain places, mm. you know. Um, you, the first year in, in college soccer was one. The first year in Mongolia was, was our next one. So, yeah. That's a good point. It's a, you know, a lot of people don't talk like that. It's kind of like you get to a new spot and, you know, especially if you're a foreigner, they expect performance yeah. and results right away because, you know, yeah. you're the guy that's coming in to take other guys' spots. But little yeah. do they know, like, you know, we need time to adjust and get used to the style, get used to the demands. Yeah. And then once that period is over, okay, let us ball now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's more than just on the field things that, like, affects you, you know. So mm. a new environment could throw you off, you know, and you're not as focused as you probably should be when you, like, get to a new team or something. A lot of different outside factors could 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 influence your performance, you know. So I think the – which I think what – makes like top level players really good is that they don't need that time they probably could adjust quicker mm -hmm. yeah for sure you know but um everyone's different yeah, yeah yeah everybody's different you know everybody's different now having having experience like you said college mongolia um, i mean you went to singapore el salvador do you find that you've maybe learned ways to speed that process up of adjusting, you know, like you said, you get it late, but have you found things that help you maybe speed this adjustment period up? Yeah. 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 I, I, I think I, um, one of the quickest ways to just, I think, get it, get it out and like feel it's just, um, I would say, just probably talking to like like your fam, you know, like keeping them up to date, like keeping something close to you, like you, mm -hmm. know, you know, like making you feel, I don't know, just something that part of home. Mm -hmm. You bring you bring that with you, you you keep that with you, and then everything just kind of like opens up for you. For me, it was just like probably talking to my dad. At the time, just giving them day to days on like, okay, what it is. You know, mm -hmm. Somebody to just like vent to. Somebody to like, yeah, sure. yeah. like talk that. through the whole thing, talk through the whole situation, and and then it just becomes, it feels better, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I feel yeah. like when you don't have that, like for me, when I didn't have that, when I, I didn't talk, I I kind of like went into this, and I didn't, I just it kind of was overwhelming, like it was a bit too much. For sure. Yeah, it it's tough. It's tough me. to go at it alone, right? It's like yeah. so tough to do these things on your own. So I think you, you, you're 100% right. Like having that strong support system, someone you can, you can tell about the, the hardships or even the good things. It, it just kind of like at the end of the day, yeah. you have someone to, to tell all these things about. And I feel like it kind of makes it easier to adapt. I, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like now that you've said that, you know, so you go into a new place. If you can somehow uh, make this place, like make a little normalcy out of it. So, of mm. course, there's going to be many new things and new experiences and a lot of like 
um, things that are drawing your attention. But if you can also, like you said, speaking to family, you know, I was very lucky when I was in Mongolia because I had you, Austin, Nigel, Tim, like I had other Americans there. I live with another one. Um, so it's like, it's like a buffer. You know, one of the first things I did was, uh, Oogie, the goalie helped me find the gym right by the apartment. So like, yeah, it's just, it's, I mean, it's a small gym, but it's a gym, you know, I can go there. It's it's something I would do in America, Mm -hmm. you know, funny stories there. (laughs) Like, so you know how they can, you know, they want to show that they're strong and tough. So this is a really tight gym and it's like underground and there's like three guys there. The guy, like two guys that run it basically. And then their buddies. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only people ever there. And they're pretty big. Was this the gym across the street? Yeah. So like you go, so you go out of the apartment to the left under the tunnel and you walk down the road. Yeah. Yeah? yeah, You know this one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, one day there's only one squat rack. There's only a few dumbbells and then there's only a few like uh, plates for the, for the barbell. And one day I'm doing bent over rows and like, there's not a lot of different plates and those three guys are there and they're working out. So all four of us are working out, which is rare. The guy comes over in between one of my sets and he takes the plate off my barbell and brings it over to his. And I was just like, oh God. like what, 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 what am I going to do? You know, it was like, go steal it back. Am I going to go over there and fight these guys? Like three <laughs> Mongolians on an underground gym. Like, all right, well, let me text and message my family. Nice knowing you. I'm about to be soothing <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's one. That's one. You just got to bite the bullet and just be like, yeah. it's like other, other right. than that. It yeah. was like, it was, you know, it's a gym. It's normal. Other than people coming and just taking my weight off. But it was like, I mean, the moment I was fuming, but like looking back, it's pretty funny. There's some like, normalcy, but even though just, there's, there's a lot that's not, exactly. there is some so normalcy. That, I mean, like, um, <laughs> like you mentioned before, I thought was also, uh, an important thing is like we had, I had Tim. So Tim was a Mongolian American. He spoke a little bit of Mongolian, but by learning Mongolian, I was able to go to like the black market, go to the black, the, the supermarket, which is like mm. an open market by yourself. And then I really yeah. experienced the culture. I bought a bike on my own in the black market, uh, you, bought other you, things, but it's like, you bought a oh, shaver that didn't work. I bought a buzzer <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. right, I guess I got scammed on that one, but either way, it's just like, nice. There's so much stimuli, you know, if you can break the yeah. initial, especially in Mongolia, where no one speaks English, like yeah. zero. If you go into a black market, you're guaranteed no one knows a word of English. Definitely. Um, so at least if you could just say numbers, you know, like how much is this? And they say this and then yeah. you bargain down. I mean, it's just like you're there, you're in it. But at the same time, you have, I had you, I had other Americans. Um, Austin loved that American breakfast spot, which was like, yeah, yeah. I saw this American breakfast. So that was cool to go there with comfort Nigel. Food, you know, comfort food. Yeah. It's like, yeah. if you find these places, it makes it just yeah. normal. But then, then you get to really enjoy the other experiences that like are so crazy. Um, I mean, that's how I felt it. I mean, that's how I felt yeah. like my experience was because I went in with such an open mind. And to me, it was just so cool. First of all, it was my first professional season and mm. it was just like craziness. Like it really, it's just so different than. But I, can I mean, it's good that you had to like make routines. Like you got to make like some type of normalcy, like finding a gym, yeah. you know, like, or, you know, finding like this restaurant. Okay. I'm just going to go yeah. to this restaurant. You know, just sure. little things that just makes you feel like, okay, I'm a yeah. bit complex. Basically, don't stay in the room the entire day and just, you know, no. like get out there yeah, and I think, get an experience. 
I think yeah. you've got to get a schedule because if you if you're alone by yourself and you're doing nothing, your mind's gonna play games with you, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you're busy and you're doing things, yeah, it's just like a routine. I mean, like you it's said, training. Check. I would just get a phone call. Hey, we got training. So then I'd have to you know get back to the apartment and go to training. But other than that, it's like I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna go do this because in Mongolia, yeah. realistically, sometimes we would train twice a week. So you have the whole week to do anything you wanted. And if you chose to just, you know, sit in the apartment and watch Netflix, I mean, you're going to go crazy yeah, because you have so much free time. Yeah, that's always, you can't do that over there, man. Especially no. also like, just like, think about Mongolia outside of Ulaanbaatar. Mm. Like there's so much to see, bro. Like in yeah. that country also, it's a beautiful, like it's a beautiful country. If you're into like outdoors and hiking oh, yeah. and all these things, man, that country sure. is the is the country that you want to go and see because it's just endless, like, land. And it's just beautiful scenery, sunsets. So, I mean, if you have all that time, hey, man, you could definitely do stuff like that, you know, like, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. no reason to just sit in your room and, and watch Netflix, you know, you can, you could explore. It's it fairly yeah. safe. You know, right. you could explore in, 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 in Mongolia. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to go to the, the countryside, like the center of Mongolia. But mm -hmm. I, I've said before, I would go back to Mongolia to see the other places, like the Gobi Desert, uh, yeah. the western part of Mongolia, where like they herd reindeer and caribou and stuff. Uh, I went to the Gobi. I, I went to the Gobi. How was it? Yeah, bro, the Gobi it was beautiful, man. Like we found this like ice... I would say like this ice waterfall in the middle of the Gobi Desert, bro. It was unreal. Wow. Like that it was crazy. unreal. Yeah. Like this gorge and the waterfall is just iced. And you just walk up like this ice slope to where the, the water is supposed to be. And these like long, like ice, what do you call that? Wow. Like icicles. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Like icicles <laughs> just hanging down. Like and it's just in the like, desert. Yeah, in the desert, man. So you have like these hidden gems in in that in that country, which mm. just makes it, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This place is really unique. You know, super super unique. Yeah. I think this is I think this is the perfect time to get into our. Uh, we have a little game for you to play if you're if you're down. Definitely. All right, cool. So we're gonna we're gonna compare all these places. I mean, you're a nomad. You've been all over the world, so. We're gonna we're gonna compare some of these places with a couple questions. So it's like, mm. for example, which place has the best food? And we'll we'll answer from either Mongolia, Australia, El Salvador. Do we want to add Trinidad, or will Trinidad win out for all these categories? You know, I feel food wise, Trinidad's will definitely okay. gonna. Let's win. let's add Trinidad then, because I wanna right. I, I wanna hear a little yeah, comparison I, between I these hear places. Some about Trinidad as well. Right. So we got Mongolia, right. Australia, El Salvador, Trinidad. Sean, Singapore. hit him with. Hit him. And Singapore. Oh, in Singapore. You gotta add Singapore. In Singapore, yeah, yeah of course. So, um, hit him sorry, with so we'll start off with best food. All right, best food, definitely Trinidad, no doubt. Okay, what's your favorite dish? <laughs> my favorite dish in Trinidad, it has to be my mom's uh, pilau. Okay, what, what is, is that? So, it's like, uh, it's, it's rice and like lentils, but it's like brown rice with lentils and they add like a little stew chicken in that with, mm. you know, you could put like a little 
macaroni. You guys call it like uh, mac and cheese. You could put like a little mac and cheese on the side with a little bit of coleslaw. Damn, this is sounding good. It's our Sunday lunch, man. That's, that's the Sunday wow, lunch. Wow, that's nice. Wow. What would what would be um what would be number two? Number two, uh, Singapore. Singapore. What's like yeah, what's yeah. what's like the main you know cuisine or uh, foods in in uh, Singapore? Uh, Singapore is diverse. Like, there's so many different cuisines here. Like, there's a mixture of like Chinese, Indian, mm-hmm. uh, Malaysian, Indonesian. So like you got mad choices here, like different flavors. Like people actually, like people before COVID, people actually used to come here to like eat like street food, you know? So mm. it's like a big, there's a big like food culture here, you know? Mm. And That's yeah, awesome. It's, it's different. It's, it's different. It's nice, but it's nothing compared to home. So mm. that's fair enough. <laughs> but I'll give gotcha. Singapore number two. All right. That's okay. fair enough. All right. How about, uh, the best night out. Best night out. Um, I would say that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine there's some good nights out in these in these in these places. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, El Salvador is definitely at the bottom of the list. Um. <clears throat> um I would say Australia. Australia, best night out, huh? So Adelaide, yeah. Adelaide's got some some Adelaide, some good times. Adelaide. Adelaide, good times, good times in Adelaide any night. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I so. mean, I, a next small town, but lot lots of options. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Lots. Yeah. Um, this one, this one's an interesting one. It's got it. I mean, let's see. Most interesting social custom. <laughs> most interesting social custom oh man <laughs> I'm a Mongolia has to be really yeah. nice. we I, mean, I got a few but will you have anything in mind um I have two when, right that I'm thinking of right now that's fascinating when, when, when they go out to the countryside to just like drink and just off their face <laughs> Is that like a social custom? I mean, like, kind of. It is they, what they do. They go in groups and just like bring all the they bring all the alcohol, all the food, and just stay out there for days and just get just just absolutely smash. Yeah, <laughs> like, like it is that that is it is a social custom. Um, there's one that Sean said if you stepped on someone's foot or something, right? You have to shake hands. Yeah, if you like, a, if you touch feet with someone, right? You gotta shake their oh, hand, yeah. apologize. Oh, you don't know that yeah. one? Heard, yeah, yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I was thinking of one today. You know, I've heard. I don't know. Maybe the teammates were just messing with me. But if you ever give money, so for example, like uh, this piece of paper, if I give you the money um, in between my fingers like this, it's like f you, yeah. like fuck off. Oh yeah. And you're always oh, supposed yeah, to yeah, give it with that. like an open hand. And oh, wow. I can think anytime I went to a place to get money or like big man giving me my money, uh, it was always with the open palm. It was never in between your fingers. And if you catch people like here, that's normally how I would give it to someone. And I remember there I was told quickly, like, don't do that. Interesting. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that. 
Yeah, I've heard that, but I'm so used to like using my two fingers. That's what I'm saying. It. It's yeah, like a, it's just how to give yeah. it. But I remember, I forget who told me, but then I noticed Akil, it, that Akil it was out here telling I'm every single person, "Fuck you, fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, certain rules. I'm just like, what? I'm, yeah, I'm it's like, tough. It's, all right, yeah. I think we all knew Mongolia was going to win that one. But how about um, the nicest people? Nicest people, El Salvador. El Salvador, okay. Yeah, you mentioned yeah. that before, so we thought that might yeah. take the cake. All right, we got yeah. one for all of these places. Sean, what's next? I like this. Weather. Best weather. Best weather, Australia. Australia takes the lead, too. It's so better yeah. than El Salvador? El Salvador a little too hot and humid, or...? Yeah, El Salvador is very like it's it's very hot, man. Like I could imagine those games would be right tough. on the equator. It's right on the equator, and 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 our good day, man. You out there, you can you could get some heat strokes out there, bro. Oh, I bet. Mm. You playing mostly day games or night games there? Uh day games. So they play like our own, like uh, three p.m. Damn, 3 PM, that sounds man. gotta be beaten down. But yeah, man, three p.m. And five or or four four p.m. kickoff. Mm. Mm. All right, Australia takes the lead. How about like best nature, best you know landscape, scenery, most beautiful? Mongolia. Mongolia, best nature, yeah. most beautiful. Yeah. Wow, I thought El Salvador was going to take that one, but Mongolia sneaks through. Um, Mongolia is unreal, bro. It's a hidden like, gem. Yeah. It's really it's gem. It's- there's some places you go there and it's just like, wow. You know, they shot just, uh, just a weird fact for you. They shot uh, Last Samurai in Mongolia. You know that, right? They shot the Iron La- Man. No, the, the movie Last Samurai, I think was Tom Cruise in there. Oh, The Last Samurai. They-, they shot that in Mongolia. Yeah, yeah they shot ah. some of that in Mongolia, man. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Gonna have to watch this now. All right. Yeah, really. I want to see what this is about. This, hey, you got to go. I'm down to go whenever you're ready. <laughs> Akil's coming with us. He'll be the tour guide. Yeah, right, I uh, definitely got to go back, man. Definitely. We got um, to. Just, good just, to, just to visit the big man. Um, <laughs> best tourist attraction. <laughs> best tourist attraction. Um, Singapore, man. Singapore. That makes sense. Now, is there is there one in general, or you just think the whole vibe of the city is more like is tourist uh, attraction? Yeah, the whole city. Mm. But then, then there's the like MBS, which is Marina Bay Sands. You gotta see that. That's like one of them things you need to see. It's a, it's it's um, man at his best. Cre- yeah, okay, cre- okay. You know, it's like a it's a piece of work that mm-hmm. put that built. Mm. gotcha nice. and then they just built they just built sorry they just built like the massive airport here with the biggest indoor waterfall like it's crazy <laughs> the biggest indoor waterfall is inside an airport yeah. that's yeah. crazy interesting <laughs> that's wild alright how about our last one um, best bang for the buck so where you can get the most out of your money you can you know live like a king Um, I would say this, it's not even on the list, but anyway, on the list, let's stick to the list, but (laughs) 
Wait, is there another place you've been that's not on the list or or lived? I mean, if I wanna, I just wanna be fair. Like I wanna like tell people like the best bang for your buck. You wanna live like a king. Go to Thailand. Thailand. Go to go to Thailand. You know, but on my list, I'll stick to my list. I feel like, um, yeah, maybe maybe El Salvador, but El Salvador is pretty, it's a pretty poor country, you know, so mm-hmm. um, M- Mongolia, I'll give it to Mongolia, because, you know, Sean, they, you know, sometimes they kind of live lavishly out there, right? You know, you see the yeah. dudes rolling around with like the, the SUV trucks and the Hummer trucks and the Benz yeah, I mean, trucks. Mongolia, nice. Mongolia is the perfect example of rich and poor there's yeah. no middle class ah no okay like, there's rich 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 and then there's yeah. just like the whole family has to live together because they can't afford rent otherwise yeah like there's really no in between Damn, and that's just that's the country so so does mongolia went out from the list the bang for your buck i think so yeah. and that looks like yeah. Akil's going back for a fourth season <laughs> <laughs> mongolia wins this game <laughs> <laughs> Mongolia all right that's amazing man Akil it was uh it was a pleasure catching up man I mean it's been a while since we've chatted but yeah I, uh forever indebted to you for basically making that opportunity possible for me to go there um nothing man you don't even have to mention that bro like I would just like I know like just giving people opportunities or opening a chance for somebody to do what they want to do. It's like one of the biggest things you could ever do, especially in this game. Sure. So I would, I mean, I would want to give that to anyone, you know? Mm. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Man. You lend a hand, the next person lend a hand. It's a cycle. Let's help, you know, help people who are, yeah. you know, really serious and like-minded think like us, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely, bro, definitely. And I, um, I mean, thank you guys for just like having me on and stuff, bro. And it, you know, our pleasure. I, I, man. Been, I listen to your podcast too, so um, yeah. I appreciate it. I we kind of know you do because <laughs> Singapore has huh? got some we, good numbers. Singapore has oh, got yeah. some great numbers. Yeah. Oh, you are oh, nice. You guys can see nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm logging on, man. I'm listening. We'll I'm we'll send you. We'll send you some. Uh, We'll send you some footwork stickers so you can pass it around out there. Nice. Yeah. nice. I would love that. <laughs> um, also, I just wanted to say, man, like to you guys, man, like, yo, you guys continue doing what you're doing on and off the field, especially on the field. Um, yeah, you guys are doing amazing work. And as I said before, like you've broken that stereotype. You've put yourself in a different stratosphere in terms of like what you can accomplish coming out of college coming out uh, like for dudes who just want to like continue playing football. You guys are definitely like the benchmark and yeah, man, congrats, bro. Just keep going, man. Keep going. No, no limits to where you guys can be in the future. Thank you, man. Appreciate that, man. Well, uh, we'll definitely keep in touch, man. I'm excited to uh, hopefully meet you one day. We'll all go to Mongolia. Yeah, man, for sure. For appreciate sure, you man have a have a good have a good time there in singapore hopefully the the rules come relaxed a little bit and uh we'll talk soon yeah talk soon man <laughs> better to have a short life 
that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. 